0: Enjoy the message. Good evening. Good evening. It's so good to be home here at Dayspring. My name is Angel, and I'm so glad to be here. I'm excited. I hope that you're excited from wherever you're watching, with whoever you're watching. I believe that God has something for all of us this evening. But before we dive into it, let's pray. Lord, we we thank you. We thank you that we can gather as a family, with friends, as a church, with this pandemic, Lord, that we get to hear your word. Father, if anyone is, is going through some difficulties, Lord, whether that be in their finances, in their marriages, in, in, their, fi- in, their, in, their, in their health, Lord, I ask that you may, may come tonight and meet us, Lord. Meet us wherever we are. And Father, I pray your peace, your provision, and your presence over this church. In your name we pray, amen and amen. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Angel once again. I, I've been attending Dayspring for, I want to say about 10 years. I took a two-year hiatus to help one of our sister churches, um, and I'm so glad to be here uh, helping out my brother-in-law. I, I felt like because of what everything is happening and because of everything that, that we've been going through, I believe that a message that I feel very close to, was brought to my heart through God, and I want to share it with you tonight. See, Thomas Fuller said that health is not valued until sickness comes. Health is not valued until sickness comes. See, the message that that I believe that God put in my heart this evening, I titled it, A World of Sickness. See, in the past year, I've had the interesting experience of spending a lot of time in hospitals. See, in May of last year, I was diagnosed with cancer and and I was diagnosed with lymphoma, which is pretty much a cancer of the lymph nodes. It's been a a very interesting year. Uh, My wife and I, as soon as we got married, you know, we got back from our honeymoon and, you know, my mom uh, gave us the news that she had cancer right after that. Um, I received that. I had cancer, so you know uh, it was a pretty tough year. And then, with the coronavirus and everything that's, that's been happening, I ended up getting the coronavirus in January and, and I got a really bad pneumonia. And let's just say that the staff in the hospital and, and all the other sick people know my name by now. But see, during my time at these hospitals, I understood something. See, I, I understood that, that sickness isn't really a reality in our lives until, well, until it is. See, when we eat really unhealthy, uh, we, we hardly ever think about the diseases that it can cause in our bodies. We never dive into a burger and say, oh my goodness, this, uh, you know, this, uh, uh, you know, problem that's going to happen in my body, and oh my gosh, look at this weight. We just think of how good it tastes. When we get married, even though we say those words, we say uh, to, in, in sickness and in health, we never ponder at the fact that, you know, one of us can get really sick and, and maybe one of us might not be able to work a full-time job or, or one of us might not be able to walk or one of us might spend a whole year in a hospital. And see, when, even when we, when we have kids, we plan for a healthy baby. But tonight there's been a shift. Now, everyone is aware of sickness. It is a reality in all of us due to this pandemic, this global pandemic of the coronavirus. And you know how I know this? See, it, it, maybe you've been unfortunate enough to have the coronavirus and you know you, after three, four weeks, um, for me, it you know, felt like forever. But after you, you healed, you, know, you go back to civilization, you go back to work, you, you go back to um, maybe friends or family, and you kind of you know, show up and, and everyone stares at you. See, when I got back to work, I, I walked in and I thought everyone was going to be happy that, oh my goodness, he's alive. But no, everyone kind of looked at me like, no, 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 man, stay away from that kid. They, they all kind of put their masks up. They, um, they gave me funny looks and one of them even said, uh, you know, maybe you should kind of stay away for a few more weeks just to be safe. But you see, everyone is now aware of it. In, in our lifetime, we've never experienced so many sick people around the globe. So many sick people that we hear on the news, that we hear, you, you know, be, before the holiday my, my, my close relatives and my close family, we would hear about individuals getting sick. But after this holiday, a lot of people who we actually knew started to get sick. We've seen uh, people who have lost jobs. We've seen people who have lost relationships. We've seen death in staggering numbers. And one of the things that we do is we pray. God, heal us. God, heal me. And see, when it doesn't happen, when God doesn't heal, when we, doesn't, when we don't see the healing, eventually, after all the praying, after all the horrible experience that we go through, we eventually come to a conclusion of our own. And we say, it's not fair. Why? Well, because God didn't heal me, because God didn't heal my mom. He didn't heal my dad, because God didn't heal my child. It's not fair. And you know what? You're probably right. It's not fair. See, uh, there are 22 recorded events in the Synoptic Gospels where Jesus heals, and they're amazing events. But you know what? He didn't heal everyone. In fact, in Luke chapter 8, Jesus was walking among the crowds, and there were so many people who were touching him and rubbing up on him and, you know, going for him. But only one person was healed. Only one. It was a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. She reached out and was healed. But see, what I want to communicate tonight, it's not so much a question of whether it's fair or not. See, the problem with those who call Jesus Lord isn't so much that we actually get sick as much as it is that we don't always see God's healing. See, because we can rationalize why we got sick. Most of the time when, you know, I've never had the greatest immune system, but whenever I do get sick, I, I'm quickly reminded by my mom, by my, by my wife, by my sister, oh, it's because you don't take care of yourself. And they're probably right. We can usually rationalize uh, why, you know, someone is sick in old age. There are sicknesses who, that we can't rationalize them, but what's very difficult to try to make sense of is when God doesn't heal. Or more specifically, when we don't see an immediate action from God. See, and really, this topic of, of sickness and God's divine healing, it's, it's so vast in its theology and, in, and the experiences and in church history. And it really could be spread out between four to six weeks. But because I just have tonight with you, I'd like to introduce... Three contexts to help us, to help us through this pandemic and through our struggles, especially with God's divine healing. And I want to look at these uh, concepts and these contexts in John chapter 9, and and they'll come up on the screen. But if you have your Bible, it'd be great if you open it. But the first context that I'd like to talk about is the context of sickness God the relationship between sickness and God see John chapter 9 starting at verse uh, 1 through 3 it says as he went along talking about Jesus he saw a man blind from birth his disciples asked him rabbi who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind neither this man nor his parents sin said Jesus but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Wow. What a verse. See, in those times, Jewish teachers believed that suffering was often due to sin. Whether sickness or, or, or some kind of financial struggle or social status that, we, that they didn't have. See, Jewish teachers teachers would usually say that you're in that situation because of your sin. But really, Jesus is saying that it has nothing to do with sin and it has everything to do with God. Sickness and God. See, there's something there's something about sickness that makes us look up. There's just something about it. See, when, when you see a sick baby or when you see a child with cancer and no hair or a person who's suffering in extreme pain, you know, we, we hear the stories, we, we, we see the, 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 the posts on social media how people have been suffering. You can't help but to look up. You can't help but to ask God, why? Why? See, and we begin to fall into this dangerous game of blame. We blame God. We blame the doctors. And you know what? As a matter of fact, we blame ourselves. But Jesus makes something clear here. He makes something so clear that it's not your fault. And I don't know who needs to hear this. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily so much part of my message, but, I, but I, I need to say it. Parents, mom, dad, it's not your fault why your child is sick. Sons, daughters, if you have a parent who's sick, it's, it's not your fault. And if your spouse is sick, it's not your fault. And really, if you're sick, it's not your sin. It's not your wrongdoings. It's not your shortcomings as to why you're sick. See, sickness pushes us to the creator. It pushes us to the savior, to the father, to our hope, to Jehovah Rapha. So while in the moment, it is probably the worst time in our lives. In retrospect, God is displayed, whether through healing whether through our pain or through tears. The sick and those around us look up and they meet God. Why? See, sickness is an avenue that God regularly uses to get our attention. Sickness is something that God can use See, God uses sickness and healing so that his works may be displayed. And so God may not always cause sickness, although we do see in scripture that he has, he no doubt can and does still use sickness to point people towards him. The second context that I want to talk about is the context of sickness and us. The relationship between sickness and us. And if you continue reading in John chapter nine, verse four to five, it says, as long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. This is Jesus still talking. Night is coming when no one can work. But while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. See, Jesus uses this metaphor as an explanation of his ministry. See, when they lived, it was an era where they didn't really have electricity. You couldn't just go up and turn on a switch and there was light. And so out of necessity, most of the time that people got work done was during the day. And so Jesus, uh, when he says day, he's referring to the time left for him and his ministry. But when he talks about night, he's referring to the approaching time that will eventually come, which is his crucifixion, that will eventually end his earthly work, that will eventually cause his death. But this is what I find interesting, is that Jesus doesn't just include himself in this metaphor. Jesus actually says we, Not I, but we. And so he parallels the fact that our life on earth is also finite. That the night is also coming for us all. That we all will eventually pass away. And unfortunately, because of sin, because of unhealthy decisions, because of many things that maybe we can't explain, unfortunately, death usually comes through sickness. But what I find also interesting is that healing, divine healing in scripture, really had two main outcomes. And the first one was the glorification of God or the affirmation of Jesus' deity and a faith-related action between God and us. And so our relationship with sickness is this. When we get sick, or when those close to us get sick, our hearts are challenged. We are changed. We grow. We learn. We begin to appreciate. We love more. We need less, and we become selfless. And you know what? We become more like Jesus. And I know what you're thinking. You're saying, angel, this is this is crazy. This is almost like saying uh, sickness is a good thing. Seriously, God has to use sickness to get our attention, to teach us something? Trust me, trust me, if there's anybody who is upset as this, it's me. Trust me. I, I think I, it felt like I didn't have any more tears. You know, seeing my wife and, and, and my family struggle, looking at, at the experience that I had to go through and, and the, the idea, to temper with the idea that I might not make it, I know. I get your frustration. But see, for most of us, even if God did speak, we wouldn't listen. See, C.S. Lewis says that. God whispers to us in our pleasures. He speaks to us in our conscience, but he shouts to us in our pains. And from personal experience, uh, what I went through with the sickness that I had to go through, I can tell you from the bottom of my heart that it changed me. And not only did it change me, but I finally accepted what God was trying to tell me this whole time. Because he has told me for years, and I always either didn't believe it or I neglected it or I ran away. But this time, this time he shouted in my pain. And maybe you feel like he's shouting in yours. If you have a loved one who has passed due to sickness, I can't fathom your pain. We can't understand what you go through, what you have gone through. But the beautiful thing is that God does. And if they were a believer, they're with Jesus now. Where there is no pain, where there is no sickness, where there is no sorrow, where there is no death. But listen, God is not done with you. God is not done with you. And though it might feel like it's not worth living anymore, that's far from the truth. You still have purpose. You still have meaning. And you still have Worth. Even though we all eventually pass, even though the night is approaching for us all, Jesus says that He is the light of the world. The hope that you need during this time of crises, during this time of sickness, during this, this time of loss, is found in Jesus. Though it feels like we're fighting a battle and are losing most of the time, Jesus has already won the war. Jesus has conquered death. He's conquered sickness. And so God is not done with you. See, when, when we go through these times that, that are so painful, something has happened inside of us. That God can use to bring glory and honor and commitment to his kingdom. For as long as it is day, we must do the works of God. And if you're listening to this this evening, it is still day for you. The sun is still shining. There is still purpose. There is still meaning. God is not done with you. Which brings me to the third context, the third relationship. And that's the context of sickness and other people. See, if we go on to read in verse six and seven, it says, after saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva and put it on the man's eyes. I wouldn't recommend you do this. And he said, go. He told them, wash in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed and came home seen. Listen, if you haven't noticed, this world is in need of healing. When you look around, especially right now, you notice things. You say, God, Why are these things happening? God, why why is that child hungry, dying of hunger? Why why don't doesn't that family have enough need? And see, I want to ask you today, have you ever considered that you might be that healing? That you might be that answered prayer? See, there are parts of this world where people are in need of, of real food and shelter, things that we take uh, for granted, things that we toss into the trash when, when, when we say, I didn't like dinner this evening, I'm sorry, babe. See, there are those who are living in such filth that they are exposed to all kinds of sickness. See, I, 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 I give thanks to God every day that the season that I went, through this was a season that I actually had like a real job with real insurance and I was able to be treated by really good doctors. And see, there there are sick people out there. There are sick people around you who we need to lay hands on and pray for. See, I I was so amazed. I was so amazed this past year and a half and I'm so proud of this church and the church that we were serving at. Because when we asked for help, whether that was in prayer, whether that was financially, I saw the church move. I saw the church alive. And I saw the church come through. There was a, a moment when when I had COVID and I, it, it got to a point where I couldn't breathe very well and I was at home and, and my wife and I, we considered that maybe we ne- I needed to be rushed to the hospital. And so I, I was there in the couch and, and a, a, f- a couple minutes later, our, our brothers and sisters from church showed up. Some family members showed up and my wife had reached out to them, but they showed up. And these are individuals who, who they hadn't had COVID and, and, and I remember uh, uh, um, Samantha, who's an awesome person at, at this church, uh, she's actually a nurse. She came and, and she had this little oxygen uh, machine and she put it on me and it was at, at like 35% or something like that. I couldn't breathe. But all these men and women, they, they helped me up and they put their arms around me and they prayed, they laid hands, and they rushed me to the hospital. Not one of them got sick. Not one of them got COVID. But because of their bravery and, and, and their, their dedication to Christ, I am here in front of you, preaching the word of God because of what they did. See, scripture says, so the man went and washed and he came back home seeing. God allowed him to see, to open his eyes. And see, we can list off all of the horrible diseases that we know of, but none of them is worse than to live a life without Jesus. See, sin blinds us to the rule of God. It's the sickness of sin that that poisons our head, that poisons our heart, and that poisons our soul. And you know why this sickness is the worst of them all? It's because this sickness doesn't stop at death. See, we're eternal beings who will suffer from this sickness for eternity if we refuse Christ. There are still people who don't know Jesus and God. But God has put, placed us here on this earth to bring about life. See, we bring healing to others by laying hands on them through prayer and by bringing the gospel to a sick world. Jesus said to go. And so I end with this. I started the beginning of my sermon by I'm quoting Fuller. And see, Fuller said that health is not valued until sickness comes. But I want to rephrase this quote. I want to rephrase it by saying that life is not valued until sickness comes. And so listen to this. Listen to this. If you, don't, if you didn't get the message because you were like, who's this, you know, weird chubby dude, that's okay. Get this. We live in the world of sickness, but we belong to a kingdom of life. We live in the world of sickness, but we belong to a kingdom of life. And maybe you're someone who hasn't gone through any major debilitating sickness, whether you are a family member. God is still speaking to you. God is still trying to get your attention. And I plead with you, don't let it get to a point where he has to use sickness or some other major uh, life experience to get to you. See, far too many of us, far, far too many of us get to the point that in order the, to God to get to us, we have to go through some divorce. We have to go through an almost dying experience for us to finally look up. And if you are listening to this and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, or maybe you've strayed from him, maybe you've, you knew him, before maybe you had a relationship with him in the past but now you don't I want to invite you from where you are to to say this short prayer and it's simply Jesus I accept you as my Lord and Savior forgive me of my sins and show me how to love you like you've always loved me remember we live in a world of sickness we belong to a kingdom of life don't waste it don't waste it in pursuing riches or, or, or sexual desires or, or parties Or don't waste this precious life that God has given us enjoy it with others who also Love Jesus. And if you or your family members are sick during this season, please, in the comment section, please say, pray for me. Pray for this person. Pray for that individual because they're sick. And we'll pray. We'll pray as a church. We'll pray as a collective family. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for... Those who are sick, Father, may we lay hands on them and may your healing power be transferred from us to them, Lord. God, whether it be cancer, whether it be, uh, you know, something that's stage four, whether it be the very end of some type of pneumonia, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray healing. And Lord, we ask that if we are going through a time of sickness, that we may lean on you, that we may not run away from you or curse you, but Father, may we draw closer to you. We pray all of these things in your great and mighty name. And your church says amen and amen. We'll see you on Sunday.